Hey, son. Man, how are you? I'm doing good, Dad. Josh, how are you? I'm I'm doing well. How are you doing today, Papa? Hey, Dan, Josh, I'm fine. Thanks to Calvary. And and Josh, what I'm telling folks now, because uh, if it's okay with you, I'll read verse one of chapter four. And I, and I, I want you know for you to set up and divine for us what we'd like to do a podcast on concerning the things that you mentioned, uh, Antichrist, false prophet, and those things out of the book of Revelation. He said, here, though, John was saying, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. That suggests to me that there was then many false prophets. He said, hereby know ye the spirit of God, every spirit. This is a, first of all, the verse two, hereby know ye the Spirit of God with a capital S, every spirit with that's with a little s that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit again with a small letter, lowercase, that uh, come uh, uh, confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God, and this is that spirit. Of Antichrist spirit in King James is in the italicized letters, and so that simply means that it was placed there by the translators. But so if you read it otherwise, it would say the come in the flesh is not of God, and this is of Antichrist. Whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. So the spirit of Antichrist has been around for a long time. It seems to me to be compounded in the days that we're living. I have encouraged our folks at church, read the book of Ephesians, read especially chapter 6. The Apostle Paul writing to the church there, he said, Finally, brethren, just put on the, when you've done everything that you can to stand, just stand, put on the whole armor of God. Then he gives the description of what that armor should be. And so in the days and hours that we're living now, I think for us as, as you know, as a human being, Christ died for us. And especially as a, as a husband, as a parent, that uh, we have a role that God has given to us. And uh, he wants us to prepare through the word of God and through help from the Holy Spirit to understand what he says to be prepared for and just be ready to stand in the days that we're living now. He's worthy, Christ is, of our allegiance to him. Regards. There's so many things. There's so many things, even this past week, there's so many things that are just happening that is anti-biblical, anti-Christ. I mean, and, and many of those are claiming to be Christians. They're claiming that people are claiming to be right with God. That God is accepting when his word is totally against what is being done and by many folks. And I don't think we have to elaborate on what I'm saying. People who are listening to us who know Christ as their Savior would understand completely what the times that we're living in now is painful. You know, And the tragedy of it all is the casualties are going to be our children. 
uh, it's they're they're just exposed to so much today that it just breaks my heart because their minds are being influenced by spirit of antichrist and we have we have an opportunity we have a calling we have uh, a task that only god can help us with when um <clears throat> when daniel talks about um, the Antichrist, um, he, he names him as a beast. Um, within um, the rest of the beast that Daniel names off um, and, and you know also mirrors that within Revelation, um, uh, he's talking about uh, um, nations. Uh, and so do you think that the Antichrist is going to be one individual or do you think that it's going to be an organization? I think it will be. It, uh, let me think on the subject of organization for a moment. <clears throat> I think it's a uh, uh, Babylonian was a kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Medo Persia was a kingdom. There was before that the, there was an Egyptian kingdom. There was an Assyrian kingdom. There has there has been the uh, the uh, Alexandria, uh, the Grecian, the Romans, and so I, I, I'm, I'm leaning. This is the way I'm leaning, Josh. Is simply I'm, I'm in the process of just studying. Dan, I've been preaching for a long time, but I'm learning things now that I've never learned in the past. But I'm leaning toward the Antichrist is a just like a, a ruling some sort of a kingdom, but headed by an individual, just like Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon. And then you come on down, Darius or whatever his name was, he was king. Daniel, he served under these particular kings. And then Alexander the Great comes along, and then you have all of those that served during the Roman Empire. And I, was it Paul? I think Paul at the time of his, uh, his uh, uh, execution, that Nero, Nero was leading. And so he was in charge. And so uh, there's been many. Look at look at in Europe uh, how Germany, and there that was a time when Hitler was ruling and uh, how he convinced the people to follow him and what mm-hmm. happened during that time. And so I think, I think that, that it would be, a system, a world system, but it'll have a, especially at that time, the power will be given to whomever that might be. Uh, it, his power is going to come directly from Satan himself. I don't know. You sure did say a lot to I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I say it gives a lot to think about. I agree. I just the the same way that I've just always you know kind of wondered, and I think I think you're probably right with the the um, with uh, the beast being uh, or, or the beast being represented by a leader um, for different nations that that you know have some type of imperial outreach or, or imperial arm to them. Um, you know, I, just looking at the references here, 
um, you know, beast with uh, like a lion with the wing, uh, eagle's wings. I think that's probably speaking to kind of um, uh, to to the the um, Roman Empire. Um, uh, you know, and there's there's obviously the head of gold explicitly identifying as um, King Nez- uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Um, but uh, the you know with with the introduction of beast within um, within the Revelation, we can you know discuss those beasts um separately in a different podcast um but uh or in a different episode but um um you know the the same symbolism was used to to identify kingdoms within daniel and and i don't really hear that many people relating the same type of symbolism that dan daniel's using for kingdoms as kingdoms within or, or as for the beast within revelation the the few the i think like three beasts within um uh revelation six because there's the beast that comes from the the um the sea um and then there's the there's the land beast and then there's the beast from the sea again and then we see the the beast the the dragon josh we might be able to learn a lot from the image mm-hmm you know, the, of course, the image was of gold. Nebuchadnezzar said that was just of gold itself. But that uh, dream that he had that he didn't understand, and then Daniel comes back and he talks about the head of gold and he talks about silver and how all of that digresses on down to brass and iron. And then the, the, the feet were a mixture of iron and clay. Mm-hmm. And so that may be the final, that may be the final kingdom that he was talking about at that time that uh somebody's uh strong be strong in mind in body in military might in political i don't know that 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 could come on the same because i think it's in daniel too that this the stone comes and it destroys all of that and comes rolling along his song that says that and how that it destroys. And some have suggested that's when Jesus comes. In Revelation 19, he speaks about all of that. But uh, it, it's all interesting. I would like to just dig into it, you know, as we study together. It's, it's interesting. It, 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 it's fascinating to me. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I mean, I think I think over the next few weeks we can certainly do that. You know, my idea was to to take a look at that, to take a look at the the um, um, what the Bible says about the um, Antichrist, and maybe we'll dig into that a little bit further on the next episode. We talk about it. Um, take a look at what the Bible says about the false prophet, um, and then take a look at because I mean, obviously nobody knows the date or the time um, or, or the the time the day or the hour, um, but. Uh, but um, we do have signs, and and I think that you know if we can if we can better understand those signs, we can better kind of gauge as far as you know is it really soon? Is it um, you know a few generations off? Um, you know, can can I get set at least in in our own minds, if nothing else, where the uh, you know how how close to the 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 end of days we are, right? Yes. All of that sounds good to me. Tomorrow. 
tomorrow. Tomorrow is when it starts. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if we get raptured tomorrow, I, I would be happy with that. So John said on the end of Revelation, even so come. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I said. The, the guy put as a note in the package, the packing material when he sent those five red heifers from mm-hmm. Texas. Even so, Lord, come quickly. Here's your cows. <laughs> yep. 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 I, 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 you know, in all my ignorance, um, and, and in comparison to, I don't, I don't think of myself as a, as a, as an uneducated individual, but in, in all my ignorance, um, uh, you know, in comparison to, to what God's plan is, I, I, um, I, I'm, I find myself thinking that things are bad. And, and it could be that, you know, if, if I put into perspective of now between between now and 70 AD, obviously today or the times today are not nearly as bad as they were whenever the Roman Empire were were um, uh, were persecuting Christians as far as, you know, what the the what our um, faith or, or our church, Big C, um, saw during that time period. Um, obviously, we're a lot wider reaching now and um uh we we don't you know our our footprint is uh is is a lot bigger as to where you know at the time it was a little bit more confined and there were less believers but um i i think we're probably heading in that direction i think that that you know i think that in the next decade you could see persecution of christians I think you could see persecution of Christians within the next couple of years if things keep on escalating as dramatically as they have been. And Josh, I think you're perfectly right about persecution of Christians, especially here in America. We we have been blessed beyond measure. We just continue. And in, in the midst of the spirit of Antichrist going on, there is much, much of... God's work that is being accomplished, achievements everywhere. Uh, yes, you notice some, I notice some uh, ministries that are reaching out to those that are afflicted. Ministries just like uh, the recent happening in uh, your hometown and around where you live, and also in South Florida, with people who have been, <clears throat> their lives have been taken as a result of a uh, Hurricane Ian and. Many lives other than that has been destroyed simply by loss of property, injuries. And then you've got all different people, not just governmental agencies that are rushing to help, but you've got rescues taking place all over and people that are reaching out, uh, just the Christian faith that are reaching out to help people in the time of crisis. And it's not just in that location, but every time there's a, tragedy anywhere people just that with a heart for god and a heart for ministry they reach out to do what they can and uh come together just to love one another support one another help one another and so sometimes in the in the midst of tragedy the best of people comes out yep yeah i hope that's that i hope that continues but um <laughs> i uh like like i said they're they're Definitely seems to be the, the organizations that 
um, are are calling people that that believe in Christ-led values to be, you know, terrorists or um, you know, people that are being peaceful. They're calling terrorists or or um, you know that they're they're um, trying to to um, paint them as as in a very negative light. So um, that that's where my concern kind of stems from for our, for our near future. So Josh, your, your perspectives sounds very American. So let me ask you a question. Not necessarily. I mean, like, uh, I think that, that if, 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 if America is the, the, the beacon for freedom of religion, right. And freedom of free speech. And if, if that turns, um, and and people start getting, I, I'm not, I won't say ex, uh, persecuted for for their beliefs, but but you know, I, not not in the way that you would think of, you know, like thrown into lion's den, right? But if if they get, um, if 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 neighbors start turning against people just because of of a belief, right? Because they believe, and if they're because they're Christian. Then that that starts to or practicing Christian at least um, then that starts to 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 lead into persecution. So let let's talk about some news stories here in the past two weeks. Yeah. So uh, interesting thing is uh, President Joe Biden uh, made a call and they recorded it and then publicized it. And he was uh, calling and he was thanking some of the Coast Guard members down in Florida. <clears throat> for their involvement in uh, helping those in need and rescuing individuals that uh, were in peril from um, Hurricane Ian. And yet, at uh, least one of those individuals that he actually spoke to, and he actually called this individual out by name, uh, that individual has uh, declared that uh, he has requested religious exemption for his uh religious beliefs so that he would not have to get a COVID vaccination. And uh, he has been denied that religious exemption. He's one of, uh, if memory serves, 2,600 Coast Guard members who are in the same category that they've been, they're being forced out of service because they refuse to get the vaccine on on religious grounds. And they're, they're not being granted those religious freedoms. Uh, There are thousands of, U.S. military personnel, DOD-wide, that have uh, lost their careers, uh, given up their livelihood, not only their uh, job, but also their retirement and benefits beyond retirement because they have filed religious exemptions and have been denied. So there's immediate thing that's changed here in the U.S. Uh, We used to have a very strong uh, opinion on religious exemptions. Further, we know of uh, multiple organizations that get censored on social media because of religious beliefs. Further, you go to, there are stories you could just pick out of the headlines uh, where you have students who are declaring uh, certain religious beliefs in college campuses and they're being treated as, as social pariah because they have a religious belief that goes contrary to the secular beliefs of the time. Uh, you have uh, <clears throat> you have a movement within the U.S. that is um, 
has been celebrating the pro-life decisions that have been made recently by our Supreme Court. And that is strongly a religious, and I would even argue further, a Christian basis group in the United States. But yet there is an uprising against that from uh, the opposite side of the opinion, uh, which is interesting. There's even some on the opposite side who are declaring themselves to be Christians, uh, but they're pro-abortion and they're anti, uh, anti-child. Uh, they're anti-unborn anti child, I should say. So there's a, there's this pervasive, and it's been growing. I'm, I'm 52 this year. I've been on this earth 52 years. Ever since I was in my 20s, I have been fearful of a civil war in the United States. But my concerns, um, one thing in, in our previous civil war back in the 1800s is it was uh, defined geographically. But when you study that, there's a, I, I would I'd point you to uh, no further than North Carolina in the Smoky Mountains. There's a place called Cades Cove. And if you go there and you study the history of that and you look at what's represented, they wanted to be isolated from the war because they weren't necessarily, uh, they didn't necessarily subscribe to the Southern ideology of the war, but yet they found themselves geographically located in the South. So you had them as uh, northern sympathizers. You can go to Bledsoe County and you can find a history of that same event happening. So there were pockets on both the north and south sides of the Mason-Dixon line that were sympathetic to the other side. But the majorities in the, in the political positions seem to be geographically defined north and south of that of, of our eastern U.S. So there was some geographic separation. My only concern with civil war in the United States right now, we have, we are being divided by so many issues that there seems to be a conservative right and a, and a very liberal, uh, arguably, arguably even um, uh, mega progressive, they want to call us MAGA, we'll call them mega. So mega progressive liberal ideology that seems to be pulling at our morals and our, our, our moral foundation of this country. So it's, it's trying to, uh, there, there's a story about a young man who uh, was at a school and I'm trying to remember the sport. I want to say it's volleyball, but he wanted to be on the girls volleyball team because he identified as a female and they made all of the females take turns stepping into a stall in the bathroom stall to change clothes one by one in the bathroom stall while giving him free reign of the locker room. Mm. So just there's, they're, they're trying to teach us. I mean, this argument going on right now, uh, people who can have children, they're trying to teach us that, uh, that transgender men, that men who have chosen to become a woman can become pregnant. But we're, they're trying to redefine everything in our society. And I actually heard a politician today said, you know, folks, we don't have a problem with, with our vocabulary. He says, we've forgotten our faith. We've forgotten whose image we're made in. God didn't make a mistake when he made you. So God made you the gender he wanted you to be. And uh, it, is, it is a perversion of everything that, that God has designed. Th this is the spirit of Antichrist. All of this mm -hmm. is the spirit of Antichrist. Yeah. And, and we don't have to look any further than today's headlines to find those things. Yep.
Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what I was trying to say was that you know between I don't think the divisiveness is is necessarily contained within the United States. I think that's going on more or less globally, at least within the developed countries of the world. And then this whole debate on on you know do we do you know people are at least accepting um, more accepting than they were ten years ago of of things that are just completely ungodly, like sure. just spitting in God's faith with. Or faced with uh, with things like, I believe I'm a different you know gender today, um, stuff like that. You're, you know, and not not recognizing any type of biology, um, and and even beyond that, you know, you've you we you know, there's there's several different um, things that that are coming out as far as you know the the way that the way that either people are trying to change our perceptions or the way that that we're we as a society are changing our perceptions on things is is um i is globally um and and i think that that's probably leading to um at least the like you said uh, the spirit of the antichrist whether whether it's leading to the the um the great tribulation or not i don't know i the I, i think that that until we get the the um, abomination of desolation. I think it's going to be very difficult for us to say that. Yeah, it, it's for sure coming. Quickly, I, I, I can tell you this: according to scripture, every moment that passes, we're a moment closer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm older than you. Dad's older mm-hmm. than me, and I'm starting to realize why why we become cranky old men, Dad. But anyway, uh, uh. So as you grow older, though, you begin to see that you you hear old people talking and they say, I remember the good old days. I remember how it once was. The truth is, if you could talk to their seniors that were before them, they would have looked at that time period and went, yeah, no, your, your time was horrible because it was much better mm-hmm. in my time. So the further you go back, the better everyone perceives that it was. So the the truth is things change. And and right now, you know, uh, Rome fell because of moral decay. But Rome Rome collapsed from the inside. I believe Mer- America is set for the same. Uh I, I, I'm fearful for my nation. I I I uh, what was it? I'll find it before we sign off, but Thomas Jefferson talked about how he wept in fear and trembling for a nation who forgets its origins and who forgets that its freedom and liberties are a divine gift. Yeah. When, when asked what type of uh, government that, uh, that the founders were building, uh, I know Franklin responded with a Republic, if you can keep it. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I, I, we talked, we've talked in this, podcast about going to Israel. That, that'd be great. I hope you get to go. I'd love to go with you if that's possible at some point. But uh, but I'd love to take a tour of people to to Washington, D.C. and just, just spend three days driving around D.C. and taking them places, get out and say, read that. And then I'd, I'd love to do that with congressmen. I'd love mm-hmm. to do that with members of our Congress. I'd love to do that with any politician who's willing to. Just say, come here, read that. It's like... You walk past that every day. Why don't you read that? How can you not read that? But uh, 
it's it's in the Library of Congress. You, Dad, I took Dad to Library of Congress one time, and showed him over and over. Get this: the the great the great doors, forty foot plus doors going into the grand reading room. There's a Bible on the left and the right, standing as sentinels, as guardians, entering into the into the room filled with books. But the book that our nation was founded on is right there at the doorway, and we don't we ignore that. Yep. You you go upstairs and you look out uh, from the, the viewing area and you look out over the grand reading room and you see statues of uh, of Aristotle. You see uh, uh, Copernicus. You see uh, Thomas Jefferson. You see all these great figures of politics and 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 science and math and literature. You know, there, if memory serves, there's even a statue of um, of uh, Shakespeare. But all these statues. And then in the midst of that, there's Moses and there's Paul. Mm-hmm. And I remember being up there with a friend one time from work. He goes, okay, so I know most of these guys, but yeah, I've heard of Moses. He's from the Bible, but who's this guy, Peter or, or Paul? I said, oh, let me tell you about Paul. And then while I'm talking to him, explaining how Paul wrote a chunk of the New Testament, I was telling them, I said, this is fascinating. I said, on one side, we have Moses. And I said, and he wrote uh, the first five books of the Bible. He's credited with that. And that's often referred to as the law of the Bible. And I said, and then on the other side, you have the Apostle Paul. I said, and he introduced us to this concept called grace. I said, what's fascinating, sir, is we find ourselves standing right in the middle between law and grace. While we are looking out over this bastion of knowledge that our that our nation is founded on. So it's, yeah, my heart hurts for this country because we're not only forgetting, we're trying to totally rewrite and change everything. And I'm frightened for Daniel and Carly and their children and their grandchildren. You know, what, what world awaits them? So Josh, I found that quote from Jefferson. It's, Provided on the National Park Service's website, they actually have a, a page where you can go look at what's written on the different uh, different portions of the walls in the uh, Jefferson Memorial. And on the northeast portico, one quote begins this way. God who gave us life, gave us liberty. Can the liberties of a nation be secure when we have removed a conviction that these liberties are the gift of God? Indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just, that his justice cannot sleep forever. Yep. The world is going to have to see God's wrath at some point. <clears throat> he wrote He wrote that in 1786. Listen, 1786, Jefferson thought that the state of our nation was that bad. <laughs> 1786. And by, t- by today's comparison, I mean, I, I think if you continue to read that, he's reading about uh, slave. He's actually writing about slavery. He was uh, a little odd. I think he was a slave owner actually down at Monticello. And uh, he, he uh, no, that was Madison, wasn't it? Sorry. Did Jefferson have slaves? I think he did. He did. He, the uh, underneath uh, what, Virginia law, he couldn't yeah. release his slaves until his death. 
Okay. So after but, he he and his wife died, then his slaves were freed. But he was an abolitionist at heart, I guess. Yeah. That's what the but, evidence uh, points to. Yeah. So, but uh, he, he's an interesting individual. You, you'll probably, you know, if people are listening and they post comments, for me quoting Jefferson, there's a lot of people who go, you know, he really wasn't a theologian. He wasn't a Christian. It's like, well, they say yeah, the okay. same thing about Thomas Paine, too. But if you actually read yeah. Thomas Paine, no, it, read his stuff, actually read it. And you'll, you'll learn that he was a theist and he did seem to have a strong faith in Jesus Christ. And they're like, well, he cut up the Bible. Actually, what he was doing, it appears that he was creating, t- he would take Bibles and he would cut segments out of the Bible and paste them together. But he was building like a uh, biblical, topical, type of books. So he was cutting out verses from a printed Bible and sticking them together. And they were all verses that, that talked about a recurring topic. So yeah, he was, he wasn't cutting it up, making his own Bible, which some accuse him of doing. But anyway, any, uh, any prayer requests? Yes, uh, little Levi, Rodney, we was with today, and he was requesting prayer for him. You know, kids, all kids are playing soccer and ball and other kind of things. And I think this was, he had an injury, and they went to have it examined. And I guess he, by examined, they had it x-rayed. And there's a dark spot that has showed up in the x-ray, and they're concerned about that and asking us to pray. And so if you pray for Levi, that, that would be... Uh, Am, am I right? That's Brian and April's little boy. Yeah, Levi. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. And so pray for him. They're going to do an MRI just to just to uh, <clears throat> make sure that that's nothing. That it could be a bruise. It could be a bruise that has happened because of his injury. And I think it showed up uh, maybe even deeper than a surface injury. So pray for him. I'd appreciate it. Pray for those that are um, that were affected by Ian. You know, we got lucky, um, and we didn't get you know affected nearly as much as uh, as some people. We got some wind and rain, but but nothing um, too too terribly bad. And, um, but uh, I know people north of us got hit very hard, and uh, um, the people you know across Florida, across Middle Florida, got hit um, very hard. I haven't heard the death count today. Yesterday, I think it was up to 61. Do you know? Is that that's hard? 80. 80. Yeah, it has approached 80. And I would say as time goes by, I, I did hear at one point that there were over 300 that they could not account for. So they had phone numbers, you know, for people calling in if, if their loved one had contacted them and um, it's painful. That's painful. That's painful to hear. Yeah. Who's going to pray for us? Dad, you want to close us up in prayer? Yeah, I'll pray. Father, thank you for your grace. Father, we just... Um, Father, my heart breaks for our nation. It, it breaks for the world. We we live in a world that's uh, fallen. We live in a world that uh, 
has no desire to just generally they're individuals father but you know it's uh it it's fewer and fewer it seems that truly deserve de- that desire to follow christ father the uh spirit of antichrist is pervasive and growing father is as dire as it may seem, as dark as it may seem, as bleak as it may seem, I want to remind myself that you are God Almighty. Father, that you are greater than he. You're greater because you are the one that's in us through the Holy Spirit, and you are greater than he that is in the world. Father, I... I thank you for who you are. I thank you that in the midst of what seems to be tumultuous and questionable and frightening, Father, you hold the storms, you hold the the weight and the balance of this world. You hold the hearts of the king in your hands. You hold the hearts of presidents and world leaders, Father. You, You are absolutely in control. Nothing has caught you by surprise. Father, it's history, but it's your story. It's his story. It's it's the story of Christ, Father. And we thank you for that. We thank you that you already know how it ends. You've already told us how it ends. We're just fearful between here and there. Father, I just ask you calm our hearts. Give us peace. Give us grace. Give us courage. And Father, I just ask you be with those, um, Father, who have been affected by Ian. Father, it's a, a tragedy. Um, those who have lost loved ones in this, Father, just give them peace that passes understanding. Father, those who are, are still trapped, and Father, it's not impossible. Miracles happen, Father. I just ask that you uh, still perform miracles. Father, be with those who are involved in the rescue and eventually the recovery mission, Father. Just give them strength, Father. Just uh, give them a special blessing. Father, I just ask that you uh, that you continue to uh, work with our family. Father, I just ask that you uh, bless all of our family that are recovering from medical issues, Father, that uh, our continuous struggle with medical issues. Continue to bless them, Father. Heal them. Father, just uh, continue to use this podcast to reach people for Christ. Father, finally I ask, even so, Lord, come quickly. We truly look forward to your coming. Father, we praise you, knowing that you are coming. Even so, Lord, Jesus Christ, please come back. We ask all these things in his holy name and the name above all names, Jesus. We ask this in amen. 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 If you're enjoying the Thanks to Calvary podcast, make sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thanks to Calvary. If you would like to reach out to us for prayer requests, ideas for future episodes, or just to say hi, message us on Facebook or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash thanks to Calvary slash message. Or email us at thanks to Calvary podcast at gmail.com.